welcome back to my lovely HP community. Today we get to talk about working through feelings of guilt. This is a sub-series episode to our Inspiring Human Potential Inner Growth 5DC Enlightenment Functional Adult Love Language. For anyone who is new or a regular listener, these are the episodes that will at a certain point be moved into the paid subscription-based model content. They don't have a specific formula, but they do deal with these specific topics by putting into practice the inner growth mindset, which is simply a way of you exploring your thoughts and emotions. And with the added element of my recently past couple years, somatic sensory motor and trauma educational certificates and hours. I also integrate the body component to the best of my ability. And remember, there are mentorship packages. If you're someone who's a mystic or you do embrace the holistic community as well, I'm a Reiki practitioner. I'm getting my mindfulness and holistic life coach Uh, certificates from one of the schools in Australia. So it's certified. I think the official title will be something along the lines of meditation teacher. So it's always, again, mindset specifically and holistic, not because of a belief system, but it enters into those spectrums. To our episodes, we do have spirituality from Sadhguru. He's my guru and I've taken his inner engineering, Shambhavi Kriya and the grace of yoga. And so anything I learn, it's not mine. It's from his school of thought and, and really it's the tradition, which I do my best to honor, but I'm not going to be perfect about it. So there's that. And for the educational piece of the human stuff you can ask me wherever i get my information from because there's a buttload of lists that can help any one of you and on that note today we're going to use a little bit of this and that and i'm going to particularly take from the polysecure jessica fern book because there's a couple of areas that can very much deal with guilt from the perspective of grown-up land now i've noticed the average age of my listeners, I I do as an online marketer and entrepreneur, tend to remember that knowing who we speak to is important. However, the episodes are for everyone. But I have noticed that there seems to be a majority of females and the age is actually within not only my age range, but also a younger age range. So that's really cool. I'm, I'm happy that that's the case. And it makes sense with where we're headed, by the way because of the new modality of self, thank goodness, (laughs) because honestly, it was about time that our freedom to be who we are came to light. I remember being a kid and kind of having a hunch of being able to be my own self, although I definitely have my own way of seeming very hard-headed to those who don't like that I am hard-headed, quote-unquote, What I'm trying to say is that some people have ways they joke and I don't do the joking and they've known me since I was a teenager and they remind me of my stubbornness and I remind them of, yes, I know what makes me happy and not happy (laughs) and I will stand my ground. So thank you for reminding me of that. But rigidity done in the way of a functional adult will always handle a love language. So compassion, but at times a firm ventral vagal no. And this is where we actually do not have any feelings, not even a little bit of guilt. And on that note, you can ask my mother. 
who, as she was even spelling out, I sometimes feel guilty, your sister, and you, wait, no, you don't. Yeah, no, I don't, mom. Yeah, you don't. Yes, I don't. So no, there are no feelings of guilt for those of us who came at our enlightenment soul age group from a love cycle. The people who came at their enlightenment and or at the very least to 5D from a shame cycle, they will know feelings of guilt because they will know a feeling called defectiveness at the heart that is that unworthiness that actually tends to keep people in a specific type of way that the mental prison of those who ruminate it's uh, self-blame, self-fault, self-guilt, self-revenge, self-self, inner critic, outer critic, because then it can also move to the external. Those are secondary emotions, blame, guilt, fault. It's a way that the mind maintains control. That's a trauma safety behavior. It's a person who's in a safety body. It's not a person who's in an inner growth mindset, not even close. And if you're working with it effectively, you will be using a compassionate lens towards yourself and others. If you're not working on it effectively, you will be using a rigid lens, which means justifying the spiteful tone that may arise as you evaluate someone or something that you don't like. And instead of allowing that guilt to be processed, if you will, let's say that there is something that you're guilty of. Because there's the mask of shame for those who have what I was about to describe, their body will be already in an energy of wanting to defend their position. Because they're already defective, they need to now demonstrate their worth. So there's a way that when you're insecure from your body that you uh, bring an energy that is spite, envy, jealousy. I've had feelings where people even if they appreciate the wisdom, they don't like me. They don't like me. They don't know this consciously. It's their body that speaks to me because every one of us has a nervous system. And, and what really is the case is they don't know how to say, I completely disagree with you intellectually, emotionally, on all levels, okay? So when people are please appeasers, they will consistently try to stay within the good graces of those that are their secure attachment and or just secure figures. <clears throat> That's because there's a please appease nervous system regulation. This is a safety behavior. And so that is a person who cannot, they don't know how to speak up like an adult with true confidence, emotional confidence. The part about when you don't feel guilt you will speak with, and I know my, my voice is a little raspy here, so apologies. <laughs> it's like not wanting me to speak today. <clears throat> apologies again, I should have paused. Sorry about that. But I'm trying to get some recordings done, and that might be those lovely vocal cords. So forgive me, my regular listeners know I chose to not add the background music because it was distracting to our conversation. But it is also because when I listen to some of them, now that we're moving into more of me supporting through also the educational format, it just doesn't have the same that it used to. So in the past, I left it once I realized it's not necessary. Also because I thought it would mask sounds, but there's really not that many sounds except for you obviously hearing me clear my throat. So please, <laughs> again, I will uh, uh, make sure I try to pause 
But today, you just, um, for my regular listeners, it is what it is. This is the voice that you're going to get. As I was trying to say, those of us who don't have this shame defectiveness, that's why we don't feel guilt when somebody's pointing out you're different or something. It's like, yeah, I am. That's the point. I'm not you. You're not me. What do you want? (laughs) I'm not going to bow down and over and become you because that's not how it works. And so we don't feel ashamed of being ourselves. Those who instead, the please appeasers, they don't recognize they're trying to consistently make sure we think they're happy with us because they're afraid that then we would reject them and, and, and ditch them and not love them again. On a side note, all people will have this awareness. So when I've had people, as we've gotten to know each other, that I recognize we're completely different, completely different. My nervous system in moments where there were communication of complete I don't like this I don't agree with it it's against my values I actually despise it I condemn it okay so it's saying extreme stuff but we're having a conversation my nervous system was aware and for the first times because that's how we build secure connections is only in time we got to consolidate the relationship And in time, my nervous system got to say, oh, it'll be okay. And when I say that, I should say me, Maria. So me, Maria is aware. If you are aware of your nervous system, you'll be like, oh, I'm agitated. Well, it's natural because a loved one is basically letting me in on the fun fact. They disagree with everything and they even condemn it. And this is political, religious, you know, like pro-choice, pro-life, all of very important topics. So it is very important. And in fact, like I, like I said, I acknowledge time again and again and again my appreciation for them allowing me to be in their circle and, and for me to be in their interests. And they did the same and we do the same. So you build secure connections even with those who are completely different. The part of being aware of your emotions is important because that way instead of becoming spiteful or having an energy that is a suppression of your own emotion, you are actually able to work with it. So for me, I didn't say I'm nervous. I would say in time, again, thank you for allowing me to know that even though we have complete opposing views, I'm still a valued member of your love circle, your group. And that's, again, something spoken, not hidden. The building of any type of relationship can only happen through functional adult love language. The adaptive child tries to prove they're right. They do not actually have a conversation. They control or try to control the people within that conversation or within the situation because they're already defending themselves, which means they don't feel seen or welcomed for who they are or they've had habits of not being welcomed for who they are. And so there's then unbridled self-expression. Then there's also the part of them potentially deciding that whatever you've done was hurtful and now they're going to retaliate and hurt you back. And if that doesn't work, they will withdraw and that equates that silent treatment or just completely withdrawing from the friendship as a whole, for example, or situation. This is why adaptive children don't ever have conversations to repair or expand together for that matter or have corrective experiences. They are defending themselves. And that's not a functional adult love language. And that won't move you into expansion or correcting together whatever words people want to use. 
No one needs fixing, but those who come out of shame or don't know they have shame, and so that defectiveness, they do have this underneath the surface feeling of I'm broken, which is why the guilt will be something that comes above the shame. The shame is only dissolved if the person finally becomes truly self-empowered, which is I'm not defective, I'm imperfect, I'm flawed, yes, but I'm a person like anyone else, and I unconditionally love who I am from my own body, this begins a self-empowerment journey. And then my mindset is everything, not the outside, my body, my mind. So when I feel those people who I was saying before, their repressed anger towards my words, what I just spoke to you, actually is not something they agree with. But the ones who speak it, we have a conversation. The ones who don't, they have what is um, contempt or even just there's another word in Italian though it's coming to my mind because um, it's very specific they're like almost wanting to kind of punch me in the face even though it's not even that because they really have a whole buttload that they could say that they want to say that they want it's, it's like just a but you know when a kettle is uh, bubbling and the pressure keeps building but it's even more than that, because it's not something that gets ever expressed. So it's like, again, oh my gosh. Okay, it's something like that. So when people will probably, you know, go off and vent to someone about it, because they just could not fathom, you know, what you just said. Okay, so that kind of thing. Now, here's where unfortunately, for people that actually do love each other, what can take place is a couple of things. Uh, Feeling guilty, for having actually had thoughts and feelings and venting and then doing stuff like that because they will have vented and and basically spoke of people they love in ways that are untrue. The nice thing about becoming a functional adult, and this is for my Enlightenment Soul Age group specifically though, because we tap into knowing as a higher consciousness person that It's okay. Guilt, envy, jealousy, spite, these emotions, if a person becomes the owner of them, as they move into their grown-up land on their own, they they will still have them. It's not something good or bad. It is an emotion that is part of our mammalian heritage. Tending to it is the person who's mindful. If you're self-aware, that's the start, okay? So being able to know guilt is a normal emotion, it exists, number one. Normalizing all emotions, all my lovely trauma expert educators, they always talk about normalizing regret, shame, guilt. There's, what else are we going to be looking at? Uh, Shame, I said that one already. Um, Anything that involves unresolved trauma, charged states, anything that involves unfair fear, uh, you know, desire, things that are part of the human life. It's very important. So feelings of guilt come up when people do recognize that they've done something that is wrong or they've said something that is wrong. And this is the part of where if you move beyond wrong or right, that's what functional adults can do because that's where we learn how there is not black and white thinking. There is great. There's rainbows, there's forgiveness, there's knowing that the past never changes. There's actually not even thinking of forgiveness, if you will, because it's silly. You don't need my forgiveness. We learn to grow up by understanding that 
intimacy is only going to take place when people are vulnerable from a naked heart, which means I feel shame, I feel guilt. Someone who's repressing it, they don't know it. And here's where for the Enlightenment Soul Age group, we get to have these dark lenses that enable our pink lenses to not engage in consistent communication of a 5D spectrum meaning we move and recalibrate into no conversation there is not a conversation on the specific aspect that is being presented there is a listening and there is a i see you i am here for you as you are here for me and we leave that state of consciousness to be and so the guilt that a person can feel only that person can take ownership of it we can mention without uh triggering hey you know it's okay you, sh you know don't limit yourself or don't make yourself out to be grandiose because now you're acting a little too pompous don't you think so we're always authentic the 5dc in the enlightenment so age group with compassion other people they don't know compassion so if they're an adaptive child again they're going to try to prove they're right they're coming at their experience from a place that is involving their own ego, not they're not involving the other person, what they're feeling. No, they're involving their own self. So that's where there's not a I'm me differentiated, you're you, and I link and join, but I'm not merging because you have a different way that you are feeling or thinking about this thing. And it's not going to be the same as my way. I'm okay with that, okay? And so that means we listen to each other's words. That means we fix if you say no that's not how i'm thinking we apologize okay so the people who work with their feelings at all times if you have guilt and it's masking shame you would not give support to the repressed emotion you would not act in a manner that is spiteful you would begin to be aware and here's what happens when um this takes place <laughs> It's where a person actually gets into a little bit of an agitated state and makes a defined, determined statement. So with relationships, let me use our oversoul. The 5DC in the Enlightenment Soul A Troop. We will notice the people of our oversoul that will do stuff like that. It's thanks to me now knowing about somatic sensory motor and trauma therapy that I can use those dark lenses in more and more and more effective ways. And that is where the effective way is to completely disengage from any further conversation. Because the minute that there is a misalignment, it means that that's something that equates personal development and expansion of self but the most that I can do is present the limitation, if you will, which is a way that the mind is looking at it. The minute the person rebuttals with no, 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 is the minute that to them it's not true. So their reality is what's going to take precedence because it's their conscious life, not mine. And the emotion, they're not even aware that their emotion is in an adaptive child because they're not in a relationship with their right mode and left because they just replied in a way that they're not going to take ownership of and acknowledge and if they did then there would be a different way that that would happen the conversation would be you know actually this specific topic right here you know it always gets me it gets me really 
emotional and, you know, and they would start talking about it. When they get defensive, that's the part where the dark lenses are very, very good to have because we always see the opportunity for growth for our loved ones and for anyone really that is near us because we're not fooled in the sense that we can hear their tone and know what they're saying and you know again we we tell it how it is so people who grow up like to be telling being told what it is how it is but the ones who are not they're not going to take ownership and so that's something again not good or bad it's plenty and bountiful out there the love language and for those who have a way to be able to work with feelings of guilt when I see people who talk about how they're not there for each other all the time and they have these feelings of guilt. Okay, so I want to address something more down to earth. I'm done sharing with the enlightenment perspective and I'm going to try to come down that notch and be in a space of where you're pursuing how to work with it. I have to recalibrate my own brain and status in my body so that I can come and meet you in this spot. So when somebody says, uh, do I matter to somebody else? Okay. Or somebody says, do I make a difference in somebody's life or not? Can we lean into and rely on each other or not? Okay. These are important and they are part of that safe haven and those attachment system primed primed questions that people look for feelings of guilt arise for not being able to support and be there for each other as well as for feelings potentially of shame that are hiding beneath the surface but in all cases there's usually something that has taken place that allows for a person to feel guilty. There's a difference between guilt and shame. Not everybody knows the difference, and it doesn't have to matter, but there is one. Guilt involves actions. Shame does not. We've read an infographic from NICBN before. I don't have it at me with me handy right now, but we'll read it again in the future. In the meantime, let's look at the part about guilt and what you can do to work with the feeling of it uh, in a way that allows you to move beyond it and have adult conversations with your loved ones. So if you have, and you know what, I'm going to use my attachment style friend in me because she's a perfect example since we've been friends for so long. And there have been moments where feelings of guilt arose, but I knew there was nothing to feel guilty about because I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> so here's the part of where we, we, I'm going to break it down. I am an individual who is independent emotionally mentally physically don't give me rules on how to be a friend because that's not how it works and I don't feel guilty I am very clear on it and that's why my loved ones know of my hard-headedness and that's where it stands okay so that does not waver for a person who takes ownership of being imperfect and flawed and either you accept me so you can become that safe haven for me or you don't have to you get to choose if you want to accept me for who i am or not that's it the safe base do you want to support me to expand grow or not and if you don't it's okay i will continue to support my myself to expand and grow the 
Enlightenment so age person is not in relationships because we need people to do this shit for us. We, we And I get passionate because it's like, yeah, I don't need you to tell me where to go. I'm going. Uh, you want to follow? Follow. You don't want to follow? Walk next to me. Do what you want. This is exactly why we do not have uh, this idea of guilt or shame. If there's anything that it triggers, it's Kali because nobody asks that. And what we usually will consistently bring forth because we're independent is we already have one parent or parents at home we will note where attachment is allocated we will not seek it from the friends and the lovers and whatever around us this is not how we feel life works and so again let me recalibrate because i'm not sure what angle you're coming at your growth from and i'd rather be in the land of those who come out of shame since i know that there are more of those groups of people than the love cycle because love cycle indicates immediate just love. Life is awesome. People are awesome. Working through feelings of guilt, it's a joy ride. It ain't, you know, something that's some weighing you down. So again, I'm trying to just give it straight because we have differences. Love cycle people we don't do guilt. It's, all, it's almost like when, when people try to guilt us, we're like, what are you doing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's very clear to us what they're trying to do. We, we don't have any hidden agenda and they don't have, we don't care whatever their agenda may be. It isn't an agenda. It's a child that is not in an agenda. It's an emotion that they're not handling in any way, shape or form appropriately. Okay zeroing out Kali thank you Kali for visiting us Shiva's here Krishna Lila let's get curious and loving so my friend there was a moment that I uh well actually there's one moment that one was funny where they intuitively picked up on something important that was happening in my life and no I wasn't sharing it with them because I knew of how they felt about things like this and they actually uh completely we're in a reactiveness with you don't tell me your stuff and that's not friendship and that had been the second message out of another one that was previous to this where you don't invite me to go out and I was like excuse me do you invite me to go out every time you go out because I didn't see an invitation when you went to that party last week so I don't know why you're asking me about me inviting you no but no but what you don't invite me to go out all the time I didn't know that was on the list of other musts to do between friends and when they presented this other part about me not telling them about something, it's like, yeah, this is something private. I don't need to tell you about everything that is going on in my life, nor do I want to. Not to mention, fast forward, and very private things that are very important to me, this human being who I love to death, but they used it as a weapon. They used it in a very emotional moment for them. It was also a very important moment and that I was, I was getting stuck. It was during the heightened time of the pandemic and I was not able to go home. So I was actually having a very uh, challenging moment accepting it because I think I had just found out that my ticket got canceled. They didn't let me leave with another flight and it was because I didn't have a passport, Italian one. And so long story short though, I was needing to accept that I was about to get stuck. And that was something also with family and other things going on that was not very emotionally comfortable. Although I'm at home when I'm in the States, so it was okay. But, you know, I had all of that. And then I have this 
person who has an attachment, ambivalent attachment, attached cry for sure. And so this is a person with a preoccupied self who has suffering in their body. They do not control in any way, shape or form their reactivity. I do as a person who loves always. And so I get this list where there's a cheap shot where they close with something that is meant to be hurtful since they've expressed to me how they get spiteful when they're upset. I knew them, but also I don't get hurt like that. You can't use my loved ones against me or my uh, situations, personal situations, meaning aspects that were not very pleasant either. So other relationships that were behaving in certain ways and, and stuff like that. So long story short, the ability to be in a functional adult love language is very easy for those of us who just love. And my response to this long ass letter that I've never received, in fact, immediately in my head, I laughed because I'm like, yeah, if I had ever, even as a teenager, had a boyfriend like that, I'd be like, dude, fuck off. Like right now, what you just did, I don't even know. You could have had a conversation with me, but really all of this, that's not exactly how I plan on treating my relationships. You're not my parent and I ain't your, I'm not your ownership. So all of this, mm -mm, mm, yeah, nope, I don't think so. So my reaction was more of, oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. How old are we? You know, and in my head, I'm thinking this is not <laughs> normal. And lo and behold, I shouldn't say that and laugh because actually I feel bad. It is not something that a person who has that ambivalent attachment recognizes. They are freaking out inside. So this is why somatic sensory motor and trauma makes me a better human. I laugh because it is humanly, un, you know, like, wow. And, and most adults will know this, but it's where most adults that I've met, they are yet to be fully compassionate so they can shut it is what I'm about to say. Because until you love all human beings and every single thing that you do is an experience that is awesome, please shut it because it means you know human suffering. I don't, which is why I try to be compassionate and not laugh sometimes. But it's, you know, sometimes I know there's love cycle people out there too. So we do have a laugh because we're like, hey, you're not dying. There's no truck here. So we get it, tsunami, but come on, how old do you have to be? Long story short, there was another moment, the one of guilt that I wanted to share with you because that was a specific way that I was feeling. And this was before this long letter that actually made me say, look, I can't meet the expectations you have and you want of me as a friend. I can't meet it. So to close out that one, uh, that was what I shared. And so we recalibrated to a relationship where you know, talking was minimal, but in those important moments, birthdays, holidays, celebrations, checking in from time to time, no more conversations. So um, <clears throat> prior to this, and it was shortly before I think I left, yeah, where I was with friends, girlfriends, a night out or a night at home, actually. And uh, we had planned to maybe meet up Long story short, though, we didn't meet up and they gave me they gave me another way. Of, ah, you told me we'd go out. I've been waiting the guilt trip. They tried to guilt trip me. And I was very sad because, you know, this was unnecessary. And the heart was sad, though. Of course, it's sad. My friend was sad. They were waiting for me. They got confused. There's misunderstanding. So 
<clears throat> I expressed I'm sorry that we misunderstood each other. Next time I'll be straightforward and just let you know that I won't go out when I'm at home. And that way you'll know. So I apologized for not being clear in speaking that I would not go out. But I also knew it was a bullshit way that they had presented this. But at the same time, no big deal. Because again, people who are adaptive children, they will always do this. They're not, look, they're not in their adulthood. They're not seeking to repair. They are in their suffering. They need five minutes. They need a timeout is what they would need. But this is where only if a person chooses to have a timeout, calm themselves, then pick up the phone, will that happen. So here, I will use me. I actually consciously made a choice and or two in very different moments of my life and one of them, I was not patient with myself, but I repaired because I, you know, said disregard. I was emotional. I didn't know what I was saying. In other moments, I was more able to handle those emotions and say, you know, <clears throat> I'm really emotional right now. And so to spell out what was the deal. And in all of those situations, um, well, the one with the great big, you know, it was because of what I was actually presenting that I got the response, but why, uh, which was not, let's talk, let me check in on you. And this is where disregarding also a lot of other things. But that's something that, once again, we don't really pay attention to, meaning whatever we're doing, the person who's trying to handle the emotions is trying to repair a situation to the best of your ability so that you don't involve anyone in a way that is unnecessary. If I turn to you and I am in emotional distress, the way to comfort a person is to say, let's talk about this. Let me make sure you understand I want to know that you're okay. I want to hear what's going on. Instead of, no, there's no need for any of this. What, let's go, like kind of falling out of the blue. And uh, furthermore, eventually though, attacking, uh, again, emotional moments. So some people, they don't recognize that they're not able to support each other. And some of us, recognize it only after a number of interactions because that's the exact spot of why there's recalibration within relationships for the 5dc in the enlightenment soul age group we don't cancel our loved ones we recalibrate again and again and again until we find a sweet spot in this case attachment style friend okay so the way i worked through that moment was i knew there was nothing to feel guilty about i was heartbroken and sad because my friend said i did apologize for the miscommunication and that is the least and the most and that's it and the demand of me using my time in the way they want that's not going to happen or telling them what they want to hear okay so making demands of how to be in a friendship that's not something that all people are okay with others are that's the part of what every individual can choose to do with their own relationships. Being able to talk about it is what's important versus suppress it. So when feelings of guilt arise, if you can speak of them, it's because you worked, first of all, with the emotion. And if you didn't, you, again, apologize and recalibrate. And though from those experiences, like with my attachment style friend, I learned in time how to handle the conversations, but how to be in an emotional state of ease within myself. 
within a state of compassion. Compassion with the ventral vagal grew in time, also thanks to me learning about somatic sensory motor and trauma. Because the experts explained and taught me, and now I know how to share it with you, attach, cry, collapse, submit, please appease. Insecure attachment, avoidant, ambivalent. Then there's disorganized attachment. These are all people who do not know how to love their own self yet as an adult. So they don't know how to be in a state of ease within their own body. They're not a restorative, integrated self, not restorative, embodied self, integrated mind, excuse me. So you working with feelings of guilt versus suppressing them can get you to become your functional adult. The way you do this is by looking within you having a conscious that is clear, okay, what is it that I could have done differently? And what is it that I don't and won't do differently? And how do I, as a differentiated self, allow myself to link and join with another differentiated self and say, hey, here's the equation. Here's who I am. Here's what I am. Here's how I feel. You can accept it or leave it. And so as you move forward again and again and again, here's why we build secure connections. We also don't have feelings of guilt people who move out of their feelings of guilt from shame. They're a lot different. Like my attachment style friend, we're going to use her again. She is a person who is amazing, creative, not out of their human suffering yet, but that's their life, not mine. I did suggest somatic sensory motor trauma therapist because of knowing what they go through they responded with humanity sucks i don't need it i've already done all this there's your answer so if an individual does not want to become aware of themselves and that emotions rule them it is their choice to stay within rigidity chaos which is an adaptive child's mind which is a harsh life and it is one that does not lead your nervous system to learn how to get out of distress nor yourself so it is what it is the people who i mentioned before please appeasers they actually also commit themselves to the same the difference is they have a uh, circle that they will find they merge with belong to and there you go so they find their safe haven by becoming completely merged with groups that become their leaders and they don't realize it because of course a group is a group. So if you got a smart leader, the smart leader is gonna have everyone feel special. <clears throat> and usually people feel special because they're loved. And as long as they get hugged and loved, then that's all that they really want. And it's okay, that's called solace. For the individuals who are a little bit more realistic with themselves and who actually do want to move into flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable minds, those are integrated minds, let's work with feelings of guilt. So person who has dissolved shame knows they're not defective, but they're imperfect. We all are. They're able to sit, stand, and be in a space of compassion with themselves and others when met with biological rudeness, it's not a perfection yet. It's you working with the parts of you, the charged parts of you, and those people who are your safe haven and the safe bases. So those of us who are here, that Enlightenment Soul Age Group 5DC person is, we consistently move with compassion beyond reason, whatever, anything. It's like the Zen story of Sadhguru. We are not the disciples we are like the master who says you can go fuck off we're not going to kick out the compulsive thief you can go with your conditions adaptive children and live in your little circle of condition man 
and not go through transformation, which would lead you to empowerment, enlightenment, to a better life, a lot of things, okay? And I will keep using that story because the shame dissolving is what happens when compassion beyond a reason is presented. And then when you're able to move into allowing yourself to be in a space of speaking truth so we won't sugarcoat the blind spots of our loved ones we are a compassionate mirror and so we will share with them hey i ain't gonna fool you here's where your grandiosity is aggrandizement here's where your limiting belief is but we will do so with compassion so this does not mean in a way that hurts their feelings it is not in a way that lies either okay the part about feelings of guilt is that without feeling defective and knowing you're imperfect like anybody else, you can allow yourself to feel that guilt. And then, like I said before, what did I do that I can change? What did I not do that I don't need to feel guilty about? And with another individual, if they're a functional adult, and even if they're not, if you're the functional adult, you can handle, like with my attachment style friend, their spiteful, envy, vengeful, suppressed energies, all of it. There's a way. It doesn't mean lying or sugarcoating. Again, you handle it. However it is, it comes forth. In fact, the adults don't feel bad for being firm, by the way. That's called authoritative. So there are things that we will allow to go by, meaning we'll pretend not to notice that you're being spiteful, envious, jealous, revengeful, whatever it is that you're actually doing behind the scenes. We'll even pretend that we don't know anything about your gossiping, the whatever it is that you're doing, the venting. We will, and believe me, when you're a mystic, there's more things that you know than you. It's not about caring, because actually I love knowing, and then I love being able to see once the venting is done, once the moment of the child is done, the shame comes forth, the guilt comes forth, and you know how a child works once they feel guilty about having done something wrong? Because see, we are animals, by the way. We are away. We work away a certain way. It doesn't make us happy to see it. We will, again, choose the right silence. There's no need for us to point out anything. The compassionate mirror, compassion beyond reason, shatters the compulsiveness, meaning it allows an adaptive child to grow up, to be themselves to be with us as they are, to know they're always loved, to know it's okay. And as I was actually trying to say, we all will bend and say things. This is why the whole gossip or secrets, all this stuff is very ridiculous. And that's for those of us who don't think of secrets as something major. I mean, of course, you want to learn to respect each other. So this is where it's based on your relationships. But what I'm saying is for the Enlightenment Soul Age person, whoever has in the past gossiped, lied, all, they're all my loved ones. People who have conditions, those adaptive children, they like, no, those are bad people. No, they're not bad people. They're people. And people are people. So everyone chooses again if they want to move into that 5D Enlightenment Soul Age group. They don't have to. Long story short, to close on up, though, when you're working with feelings of guilt, as I was saying, it's not about you bending backwards for anyone. It's about you being respectful of their emotions and of their mind. So you want to be able to be there for them. If they're not for you, you want to be able to understand how to work with that. You want to receive and accept them without attacking, criticizing, dismissing, or judging them. If they do that to you, you want to present how you feel like a grown-up, though, 
and that you can say you do not this is not comforting right now this is not how i should be treated this is something that actually i don't deserve <laughs> doesn't matter if they understand your words or not the adaptive child will be defensive but you can speak and then remembering to keep your own nervous system calm as well as the other you maintain a you matter i matter we don't need to be doing this you know there's differences obviously in our lives and do we want to keep engaging in these relationship activities together or not relying on each other is part of a relationship leaning on each other so there's ways that all of those topics can be used in conversation when you have the feeling of guilt there but it's equated without shame no defectiveness we're all imperfect we all have a personality we all have a way we think and feel and we can make different demands with respect to each other so being respectful means you're not a child you're a functional adult who's saying here's how i feel and think i'm sorry we can't get on the same page and fyi you always can my attachment sound friend and i are on a good page now because they stood up even though in their own adaptive child way but they stood up for what they wanted in a specific way that they're aware of that's why the difference they have a conscious awareness of them standing up for wanting people to connect to in a specific way calling them friends only if they can give her the time she wants and those who are not they have a different place for her so having control allows her to be empowered and this is for any adaptive child it's once they get control because shame is helpless hopeless you will have been squished you will have felt like you were no one and that's why the love cycle people we don't know that feeling which is one why we would never do it to another even if we don't know it we know what it means and we would not remote it's just no so we don't do squishing we do talking but those who don't know talking they knew being squished first so first they need to learn that they are able to be their adult self once you can do that you can speak about anything and you can recalibrate your words not because you're trying to manipulate but because you're like oh wait uh no i didn't mean it that way so you don't do shame blame fault like when i was corrected by this person who was like I didn't make you get lost because I said you made me get lost. They said you got lost because you got uninterested. I said, wait, wait, let me correct. You're right. I didn't mean to say you made me. <laughs> What I meant to say is I'm lost at this point because my brain is uninterested. And so I expanded on it. That's what functional adult love language does is it's able to immediately say, you know what? You're right about that one. And let me address this. Why? Because no one can make us think or feel anything. That's from our own body. We respond. That's what the adults do. They're able to take ownership. We don't feel guilty because we're not ashamed of being ourselves. The herd can go screw itself, quote unquote, meaning anyone, those disciples who presented conditions, they're not transformation. No, they're not transforming. They want to stay in their group. Go for it. We're not part of your group and we're okay with it. The people who want a group, they want a group, period how to handle feelings of guilt like an adult it's always with love and care it's always with compassion with yourself it's compassion with others it's allowing you to move into more of yourself empowered version inner growth is a mindset that you get to choose tapping into the infinite higher human consciousness potential you get to choose that being a functional adult you get to choose that it's your integrated brain if you move into it restorative embodied self it is something that every person can access unless there's a physical structural situation and they're still looking into that one so 
let's leave it alone because there's a lot of technology and stuff that's coming out that can help people to move into integrated minds and on that note actually i watched a video i'm going to do an episode on that one now that i remembered um on psychedelics and how it has helped certain people with actual structural deficits to move out of non-integration so it showed how it actually helped to repair communication between areas and to create integration integration is a left right mode that communicates effectively with each other so it's really fascinating when i watched it because i was like wow okay so they're saying that we can potentially support all people to move into optimal inner well-being with their brains and bodies which is really awesome so Looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences calling in or leave a message. Have a great day.